Welcome everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology professor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. You want to say that again? Yeah. I have not prepared bleep for this. <laughs> I'm ready. Is it because um, you, weren't really, you're ready. you weren't really interested in the topic? Is that why you didn't prepare? No, I, I was whining about being busy You're just again. busy. Okay. There's some. There's a lot of things going down in the last 48 hours for me. So. Oh my gosh. I know, uh, that seemed cryptic and stuff, but. No. Yep. It's um, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Also, I just like if our sound guy can hear the sound out there right now. <laughs> it sounds like a racetrack. Like races are happening right now. So I really want to know what that is, and if I'm missing out on something really exciting. Um. Not that I like go to the races. I guess, I'm trying to find. Do 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 do. Nope, that's not, can't find, nope, that's not it either. There's so, I saw a thing about like, you had mentioned about a rally, a Trump rally. Yeah. It's not really a Trump rally, but it was like a, a um, thing at the racetrack, and so maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. Cool. Where they were going to smash they, Waltz and the Democrats. They were going to smash them? Yeah. Well, with a Bigfoot truck. A, yeah. Have you ever been to a big, like a Bigfoot yes. thing? It is. One time. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I went one time. One time. It was super interesting. Yeah. Um, but also not really my thing. No, not my thing at all. I really liked, I don't know about you, but in the middle of there, because they have like different shows or whatever, mm-hmm. and in the middle, like the intermission act was like motocross, is that right? Motocross? Like sure. Motorbike. Yeah. But on the dirt tracks and the jumps. Yeah. That was really cool. That's fun. Because they move fast and they're jumping in the air. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So if you can okay. hear it. There's some noise for you, Steve. Okay. All right. Um, uh, how are you doing? I'm fine-ish. <laughs> doing great. Super fine What is What is the hippie beer, the hipster? The hipster. The, hippie, the New Belgium, Hapa? the hemperer. Okay, because the letters on the side, like, make me think of HIPAA. Um, it's eight HPA. It's okay, a, what does that mean? A, it's the hemperer. It's a HPA. Hops and hemp rain to get, I don't know. It's a beer. HPA. It's delicious. Okay, Um. so there's hemp in it? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, crap. And it just came it out just your nose. It just says natural. No, it says ale with hemp seed and natural flavor. Oh, oh. wow. Hmm. Well, there you go. All right. It's a double shot. Good gravy. No. Now, that's, okay. now that is all out there for all the world. I mean, I'm all like, oh, I'm worried about it. And then, No, wait. Hemp is not the same as weed. No. That's right. That's the good weed. <laughs> the good it's weed. It's industrial, and we can make things of it. It's very entrepreneurial. I think weed is actually pretty entrepreneurial. I mean, no, I could like, you know, start a little business with that. You won't. Five years, (laughs) it'll be all owned by Monsanto and they, but it'll be like super cheap and you can get it anywhere. So boy, off talking. All right. What the heck? Hmm? What the tech? What the tech? What the heck? (laughs) What do you got? Um, Okay. I, (laughs) I just want like a big, what the heck? Um, And you know, like to devote a little bit of time to oh boy did you no 
I love it when you say, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, here she goes like again. A, like a big wind-up. No. You're like, I need. Trump and this town hall, okay? Okay, you need to, for the listeners. For the listeners. The, this town hall. This town hall. What are you talking Took about? place yes, yesterday. Okay. There you go. ABC. Um, and the the. Which will probably be five days from anyway. Yes. The tiny, George Stephanopoulos. Yes. Yeah. I could not think of his name for a second. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. So he he and Trump were up on the stage, and then um, the audience, you know, asked, wow. Yeah. Slamming that yeah. down. I heard that. <clears throat> questions. They asked questions. They asked yep. questions. Um, th- did you see any of this? Like, have you looked I, at any clips? I heard a couple. I watched, like, two, and that yeah. was all I needed. I, yeah. So, so I, wasn't, I wasn't home at the time to, like, watch it, and I don't know that I would have devoted the whole time to watch the whole thing, but the clips that I saw. The thing, it was a mess. Like, he... He is a mess. <laughs> and I mean, I, I probably knew that, but like so many statements that he made were just completely incoherent. Like you couldn't follow yeah. any any kind of train of thought this whatsoever. Is, yeah. Um, and just repeatedly, like question after question, he showed he cannot formulate a thought. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, how do people watch this guy and think like, hey, this guy is like exceptionally competent and he can run our country well. Like. How do you look at him and see a leader? I don't get it. Anyway, he made several notable blunders. Um, he talked about herd mentality and how that is going to take out the virus without without a vaccine. We just need herd mentality. Herd mentality. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm just waiting for you to be done. That <laughs> that one that one in particular, I thought was just really funny. It's and also, just... of all the things, to no, be, to be no. honest, it's okay. like. Here's here's Who, my. I mean, herd mentality, herd immunity, whatever. Mm, I mean, no, you should know, whatever. but whatever. Like, okay. He wasn't reading from I, a prompter, so oh it's not gosh. like he saw. I hope he. He, <laughs> he wasn't. He didn't see the word immunity and say he, mentality. No. I did just, just find like, it just really. He was funny. asked a question about healthcare, and he went somewhere totally different. And like this one person was like, "My mom died," and she's like, "Oh well." He's like, "Oh well, this new vaccine this is gonna be real good for him." Like we're gonna take care of anyway, that. Anyway, yes, yeah, that. So mess. those are the ones that I'm but like, that's my, legitimate. Here's Her mentality, favorite, whatever. Here's my favorite moment. Yeah. He called out Joe Biden for not implementing a nationwide mask mandate. He said, "Hey, Joe Biden. He said that he's gonna implement a nationwide mask mandate. Where's that been? He didn't. He never did it. He didn't follow through." Do you know who the president is? I just like, are you for real? Asking I didn't. That? I didn't see that one. I can't yeah. believe I didn't see that. That should be outrage everywhere. It like, it. And what it, the heck? It, what the heck? Like, no, I, no, I didn't watch much of so it. So Joe Biden then tweeted like, "So I'm not actually the president yet, <laughs> but you can vote for me." <laughs> but I could be the but president I, but if I could you be. vote for me, and like, then you can have your mask mandate. What in the world? Anyway, was yeah. that the one where he said the thing about the waiters? When, yep. Which uh-huh. that was that was yep. weird. I did see that one, like when he was yep. asked about. Oh, the waiters! They touched their mask about and masks. Then they touched about their why? I don't remember exactly what was the question. It, something about masks because he's like they're always touching their masks and how 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 effective is that if they're always touching their masks? Yeah, and this is the thing I come to back to. Yes, and, anyway. and I come back to this all the time. If let's just say masks are fifty percent effective if yep. worn perfectly, sure, and we're not, so they're thirty percent effective. Yeah, that's still thirty percent effective. It's like still it's more than zero. Better than zero. So wear the dang mask. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And also, it doesn't matter if, like, unless you're waiter, waiter, Wait, waiter, <laughs> unless they're like, you know, licking much. their hands in their mask, and then well, like, either way. whatever. I know, like, I know. come on, this is not 
Yeah. But but really, it wasn't in any way an answer to the question. I just like you didn't even get there. There's so maybe he's becoming more and more like a, like a like a traditional politician than he ever was before. Where like maybe maybe he is actually the quintessential politician where we compl- we have complained for years and years upon years upon years uh, that politicians never answer the question. And they just do. So he's just doing he's just learning the game, learning the game. Somebody asks you a question about, you know, climate change. Then you talk about waiters. Talk that's about what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah. Talk about your shoes. I don't I, know. First, you do as you validate. Usually, they, right. That's how they teach you. You're like, that's he a very did not good, do that. That's a very good question. <laughs> he, he I think, that, I think this is a really important thing that we talk about. Sure. But really, what's the most important thing is what is on the dinner <gasps> menu? I later? hate, you know, I hate like, it so much. And. Yes, like I, that that part of political speak, I yes. hate it. I hate it so much. But this guy, it wasn't even in the ballpark. <laughs> it just was a I, giant I wish cluster. that like all if we could, I wish we could get all I wish there could be like a monopoly of some sort kind of uh or what's the bad thing when you conspire? <laughs> <laughs> uh businesses get in trouble for that. What is that called? Whatever, price fixing, kind of like that. Okay. Where all of the the reporters are going to get together and they're Ooh. just going to say, "Here's the deal." Whatever question gets asked, nobody asks another question different. Yeah. Until that one gets answered. You don't move on like, until just, you actually and even, get so an like answer. So if you're in a in a gaggle with a bunch of other, if someone's like, "What are you going to do about the X Y Z?" and they do- dodge it, the next person asks the same question. Next yeah. person asks it. Just pepper mm-hmm. them with questions yep. until they finally just answer the dumb question. I'm still waiting for an actual answer. Right. I'm still waiting for that. We one. can't move on until you do. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What? I. This is why I am not looking forward to the debates, because it is entirely possible that Biden will also have an off night. And let's let's just let's I'm going to be generous and say tag team and like send Kamala in for for him. How about then we'll send Pence in? Is that how we're going to call the VP? I think she's going to wipe the floor with him. anyway. Very possible. Yeah. But they'll Pence will at least be coherent. Yes. Like. And so. But anyway. Like, I don't really oh, want to see that either. No. Like, it could go really well. Like, if we're gracious to both of them, like sometimes I have I have watched um, Trump give very coherent speeches and stuff like that. It's usually not the kind of stuff that gets lots of coverage because it's way more fun to talk about herd. Herd mentality. I almost got it right. <laughs> herd mentality. But uh, so he can pull it off. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it could just be a flipping train wreck. Mm-hmm. If they're both – like, if one of them has an off day – would be better than like if possibly they could both have an off day and we're all yeah. gonna be like oh i guess you know what it's time for Ugh. throw it all out and start coin, over coin toss oh my gosh yeah anyway all right. yeah what, what the, the heck? heck okay what do you got oh mine didn't print i had to look at the pooter uh <laughs> yes i thought this was interesting um in the trib today uh minneapolis city council members uh are now grilling the police chief yeah. on rising crime and police response times mm-hmm. after spending the entire summer trying to defund them and disband them. I just think it's a very interesting like arc of the whole thing. Yeah. Right? So like we had the, you know, the, the, all the protests and stuff after George Floyd's death, mm-hmm. we're going to defund, we're going to disband, mm-hmm. whatever. Then this midsummer was like, well, maybe we should think about it a little bit. And now we've gotten to the end of the summer and they're like, you know, it turns out, um, where are you? Like, so there's multiple levels of interesting things yeah. there. And I just was sort of like, man, what the heck? Like how, how quickly we have gone from one to the next and why couldn't we, 
not why couldn't we? I don't know. Could we just have these conversations on the front end? Like, sure. Anyway, I th- I do think though that you have to also take into consideration that the the whole thing about like reallocating funds, like because that didn't happen. Like, so nothing else was oh, no. implemented I, to say like we should expect that crime went down because we called for this. Like, sure. Nothing because, like, happened. they didn't transfer any funding, and all no. of a sudden, we're spending a hundred million. No new on. programs were put into play. No. Whatever. But no. I do think so, this is a <clears throat> there, and I I pray that it is not nefarious, but like in some sort of like retaliatory way by the yeah, police department. Right. But um, people. I mean, it is a concern when when you have this type of this level of uh, I'm just going to call it criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it attack, but yeah. like criticism on. Any group of people who do a job mm-hmm. where you are feeling, whether it's right or not, you're feeling like you are being attacked. Sure. And you, there is a, what you know, we call it a chilling effect. Like there is a chilling effect that you're going to be less likely to um, insert yourself into situations or less likely to do because you're literally, one, you could possibly potentially just be worried about your own safety. There was the, yeah. I mean, it's happened before. There was an ambush of the mm-hmm. people, uh, sheriffs. I think it was sheriffs yep. in California. Deputies, yep. Um, you know, that happens, but that's not totally new. Right. I'm not trying to downplay it at all yeah. or anything. Um, but also, like, if you legitimately are like, we are trying to not incite anything, We, you know, I don't know. So yeah. it's very layered, but I'm also just the whole thing. The whole thing. Is what the heck. What the heck. Like, uh-huh. Guys, everybody, don't. So, <laughs> and also, I feel like a little bit of what the heck is like how quickly you lost momentum that city council, <laughs> mm. like, and and really like the city itself, like because the protesters and and whatever, all of the voices that were calling for radical change, like right. you're not that momentum is not there anymore, and yeah I, yeah i don't know it, uh, the other thing that made me think of which is sort of um i think we all should keep in mind is just how complex all kinds of different things are in terms of like so minneapolis is a huge city mm-hmm. um and they're broken up into a whole bunch of different wards and they're yeah. not the same right and so the people who, the council members who are really kind of giving it to the police chief um most of them came are from the areas that were the hardest hit with the looting and, the, yeah. you know, rioting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and so they're the ones that are really being affected by it. And yeah. so you, it would be, I mean, so anyway, it's yeah. very complicated and it's hard. It sucks. Yes. But what the heck? What the heck? Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um. So we never came up with a new name for like the no, deep dive. Yet. Is it like this is where we land the plane? Sure. <laughs> The runway? No, that seems Something. lame. We need a new name. We need a catchy name. Yeah. So if anybody has one for when we're mm-hmm. going to go into our uh, deeper discussions on a specific topic. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. deep dive seems kind of like, yeah. we're going to dive bomb? No, that sounds no. bad too. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's not very Minnesota-y. <laughs> we don't go deep. That's the problem. <laughs> we're, we do. We, we do. I'm here. just saying Minnesota. No, Minnesota. Midwestern, mm-hmm. we want to keep it on the yeah, on surface. The, our version of the down low is different. Yeah. It just means like simmering. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So right. we're going to talk about so. uh, stimuli. Ooh, no. yes. Stimulus. Stimuli. Is it, do we have a better topic description than that? Stimulus? COVID relief? Monetary COVID sure. relief response? That's a lot of words. Sure. 
We talked about it once We're before. We're talk about pumping money back into the economy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in regards to the pandemic that's yeah. going on mm-hmm. uh, we did we, talk about we did this talk about way long time ago back when we were when, back and still in like blanket forts right and the and the and for a split second in the history of the world the 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 levers of government oh, were working in tandem for just one or, little second or three what's three? It was a hot what's minute tandem and trip tripled them yep tried them <laughs> whatever they were in sync for for just one hot minute. I don't know why I keep holding this paper. This I'm is not a different sure. show. I'm not I'm sure what you're It's out of here. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about that. Okay. What are we going to talk about? Oh, what do we mean by stimulus? Yeah. What does that even mean? What, what does that even mean, Basil? What does it even mean? Okay. What? Basil. It's a, it's a bad uh, Mike Myers. Who's the Austin Powers? Oh. Uh, yes, mm. but what does it all mean, Basil? Never mind. It's okay. horrible and don't ever watch those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're so our sound guy, aka your husband, was in here earlier before you got here, and we were talking about um, all the inter- all the inappropriate things that we so watched. So inappropriate. Like you're mm-hmm. like, wow, there's none of this would cut the, nope. the mustard. Cut nope. the mustard. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, it wouldn't that, fly. These days, it wouldn't be bad. Okay. So stimulus. So stimulus. Um, basically, it's the government putting money into the economy to give it a boost, right? I guess. Um, or. <laughs> When I've read, I read a few different like commentaries about the current situation, and they're sure. basically saying like we need to prop it up because it's That's like what they always say it's like about to fall completely down, and we need to like you know put a little barricade. I I I just like yeah. anyway, yeah, catastrophic. Um, so there are several bills that have been thrown around and talked about since the initial pandemic stimulus pandemic happened this spring. Right. So we've had uh, two. No, we technically had three stimulus bills okay, already. Mm-hmm. There was like one right away. Yeah. And then there was like two big ones. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. One right away. Well, I mean, there was like, yeah. it was like 500 billion. I mean, yeah. or like not, it was like. Pennies right now. It's nickels. Yeah. Oh, nickels. Uh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So. So they're kind of in this argument, like, and it's totally partisan. And I hate that about our government right now. But anyway, they're like. On these various ends of the dollar amount that they're willing to spend. <laughs> various, yep. Yes. Yeah, well. And yeah. it's a pretty big It's a huge gulf. Gap. Yeah. Um, so like the Democrats put out, um, they actually, the whole house, the house passed this bill back in May. Yeah. It's been sitting with frickin' Mitch McConnell, who's not my best friend. Um, but anyway, for $3.4 trillion. Yeah. trillion dollars. Yeah. Okay. So then what they're calling the skinny bill um, that was put forward by Republicans is $350 billion. Okay. So like just those are two like the two kind of extremes. Well, to be fair, the, the, the corresponding bill that the Republicans controlled senate put out previously was about a trillion dollars okay so this wasn't uh, so we're the like first one three didn't i'm just looking at three like, and change this was the and most, a trillion and this was the, le- yeah. the so least they, so they are still apart by two and a half trillion dollars but it, yeah. it wasn't 300 billion dollars i mean it's a trillion dollars yeah a trillion dollars a lot yes um okay so um then we have so that didn't go anywhere they've been fighting no. about that since basically um, since may since may um and so um I just like yes, the staggering amount of difference. Um, and now Pelosi is actually pushing for a much lower bill, two point two trillion. 
I mean, they've come down a whole lot. Well, she, but she whatever, said that at the beginning. Gonna... She was like, come on, meet us in the middle. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm sure that that's part of and your negotiating tactic. I think that's what you have to do, right? right? You like you have to start at your extreme high. and then you have right. to, right. Um, but <laughs> the new proposal that was just rejected in the House um, didn't have what they call triggers for automatic um, response to um, for more jobless aid or individual stimulus checks right. unless the economy was still in the crapper come January. Woo-hoo. That's a long ways away. It's really not that far. For people who don't currently have paychecks. Okay, that's way, facing eviction. Way to, sorry, that can't feed themselves. That puts it differently. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, okay, so then <laughs> this this name here for this caucus, this caucus is really just interesting to me. Problem. The House Problem Solvers. Yeah, problem Solvers. Mm-hmm. Have you so have you heard of them before? Never heard of okay. it before. Because I have heard of them. Has before. this been a group like? Yes, they've been around for a long time. Okay. Um, but I just the only reason I mentioned that is because like all the stuff I was reading never mentioned their name. Yeah. But apparently you found it. Yeah. So there was always just bipartisan. No. Yes, it's so a bipartisan it's the, group. It's the Problem Solving Committee. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty what they call centrists. So like it's a mix of what is that right? It's a mix of people who are technically Republicans and technically Democrats, but right. they call themselves centrists. So maybe they're not really one or the other. No, they really are. They just are trying to get something done. That's how <laughs> politics what's works. Su- what's super interesting? Okay, so they put forth um, their tr- their plan was one point five trillion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they basically said we're doing this to force conversation, not that it's going to actually have any legitimate consideration. Just why? Why? <laughs> anyway, so the way that our political system works, I'm just really not a fan. Um, but anyway, they put forward this bill. And honestly, I looked at it today um, and like just the highlights, um, because the list that I looked at only added up to like 500, 500 million billion. billion. billion yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, well, there's clearly a lot that's not on the list. Right. But yeah. the list that I looked at seemed like a very good start. Um, it addressed education funding. It addressed um, homelessness and eviction. It addressed food. Um, and it addressed like individual stimulus and jobless aid. So I'm like, these are really good. Like, yeah, let's start here. Let's go from here. Um, anyway. Hmm. 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 Okay. Hmm. What you're saying... <laughs> You're staying really quiet. A, well, you're okay. getting getting through your getting through your whole thing here. So, like, kind of explaining that. <laughs> just waiting this, for me to like. Okay, this, you have some more you, notes you there. Got some so more. Let's, so let's just no. wait till you're done with those, and then uh, <laughs> we can try to start picking them apart a little bit. But, I, um, so so really like here's here's what it is, right? Here's what they're like throwing around. But I think what what sticks out to me is and and why the stimulus like is even on my radar. Um, the Aid itself, like, I am in a privileged position where that, right, the lack of that is not affecting me negatively right now, right, right, super privileged position, and I'm, I'm fully aware of that, um, but that is where this is even like a thing for me is like looking at how many people are still being evicted even though there's supposed to be a moratorium on that, how many people are um, facing food insecurity, um. It's horrifying to me, like millions of people not knowing, do I have food to feed my family tomorrow? And we can't wait until January. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to um, wait until November 4th. Sorry. You think? 
No, I mean, that's what we talked about previously, right? That was my prediction is that like after the last uh, conversations fell apart before the skinny bill, because that was more recent that yeah. like it, when it fell apart, the, uh, they're just the likelihood that they're going to get anything done before the election is just not very good um, because because but which sometimes they can work both ways. So sometimes at, when it gets this close to election, everybody just digs in their heels. They do things like. And this is both sides do this. Like, yeah. like the Pelosi will come, you know, come out with their two point trillion, their yeah. three point trillion dollar. They'll go for they'll go for all of it. They're yeah. going to go for broke yep. so that they can go around yeah. and spend the next seven weeks saying we're fighting for this. Yep. We we're going to do all the things. Yep. And then the other side, whichever side it may be runs around saying we're fighting to stop this from happening. You know, if yeah. the roles were reversed, it would be, you know, the Republicans trying to do something. Yeah. I don't know what. Right. But and then you kind of go gangbusters. Right. And then the Democrats would be sure. like, if we you got to reelect us, because if we don't get reelected, they're going to take this yeah. policy thing and run with it or whatever. And so it serves their interest to do it. And there's not currently. So like the economy is in bad shape, but it's also not like like it, it's not viscerally in tatters depending on where depending you're on at. your location in it right well it it is like yeah. so often much much more in other recessions or other downturns or whatever the pain is much more broad so like right now if you're in the freaking if you're in the arts or you're in you know entertainment or you're in you know those types hospitality. of hospitality hospitality yeah you're hurting, but yeah. that's actually a pretty. I mean, it's big, but it's a small slice of the overall economy. Mm. So, like, it's different than everybody. It's not affecting everybody the same, right? For sure, yeah. Um, okay, so, so anyway, it just means like that. Just it's harder to get traction, right? To get some of these things done. It's also hard to get traction when like the people making the rules or <laughs> passing the legislature, like they're not affected by. Any of it. Oh, whatever. sure. Um, so I thought this was super interesting. Research estimates that an additional 17 million people would have dropped below the poverty line were it not for the gigantic intervention that we did earlier right. this spring. Um, like, that's how much of a help it was. And they're saying, um, these, you know, economy people, um, are saying that the most helpful piece of that was actually the individual lump payment and the $600 unemployment benefit. Because when you actually need money in an urgent way, you spend it. You spend it right away. Right. Yeah. And so. Um, Unless you're in a position where you don't need it, which we fall into that category. Yeah. Then you just like, oh, I got this big chunk of money. Yeah. I it, it, it what I what I think is most unfortunate. OK, so what we can talk about. Well, I'll talk about it this way. How do I, <laughs> what I think is most unfortunate is that the beefs I had but were willing to paper over with the previous giant expenditures of money mm-hmm. is that it was done it needed to happen fast so we had a leak a very leaky bucket sure. that we were using to try to put out a fire right so sure. like money is just spilling all over the place yeah. including money that I got as you know, a part of my stimulus or yeah. businesses that didn't really need it, get the stim- whatever, yeah. however you want to slice it. Yep. Because they didn't have any time. Right. Okay, that was like May. Was that May? March, April, something like that? Yeah, it was early. They've had enough time now yeah. to be able to craft. And so that's one thing I don't even like about the the Democratic thing. They had their plan ready like six, 
it was like a few weeks after the last yeah. one. Yeah. Here it is. Here's another giant pot of money full of holes. Mm. And and at the time, so this is the frustrating part. At the time, that was McConnell's position was hold on, we just dumped three trillion dollars of our money, which is not even our money. It's fake money. Yeah. <laughs> it's borrowed money. And we can we'll, we'll talk about talk a little about bit about that. About that. Yeah. Monetary uh, we just poured all this in there. Let's just give it a minute, let it percolate, mm-hmm. and then we'll revisit it. Well, sure. unfortunately, which I think is a prudent, I thought that was prudent. Except for. Except that now that had, we're. There was, there was no coming back and revisiting. Well, it doesn't seem that way. No. It's like, but there is, I think there also is um, legitimately some, um, a lot of the money in the last bill has not yet been spent. Yeah, and that was super interesting too. Like, hey, we set aside this much money, and there's like a hundred billion. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Of like, oh, and plus, let's put a plan in place for this. Like, what the? Right. Anyway, so like, so yeah. that's a legitimate thing to yeah. say. Like, hey, we wrote this check out, and you haven't even spent all the money yet. Why don't you come? Why don't you spend all the money? Now, there's lots of reasons why yeah. money doesn't get yep. spent, and I don't want to yeah. like, get into the weeds about that. Um, but so there's some legitimate things I think to say. Hold your horses. One of them being that every dollar that we contribute right now, currently, the deficit for this year is a, projected to be about three point two trillion dollars. Three point two trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge uh, chunk of money. And so, any amount of money that we spend now for the rest of the anything we spend now is yeah. is out is is also negative. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's something to at least consider. Sure, but I also <laughs> sure. think that people are hungry. People are, they are. literally hungry. So um, the Census Bureau gathered some data oh, on dear. that. Um, and do you trust the Census Bureau right now? This is, I do this find is really this hard for me because yeah. the Census Bureau is like one of the most used sources for data for like social research. Right. And like now we're like, oh, there's also stop Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Tr- yeah. Like, Stop collecting data. Like what? Like it's a free source, like generally available to the public. Yeah. Whatever. And yeah. So. Mm. So but what did they find? By the end of July, which is when those kind of perks started to wear off. Yep. Yep. Nearly 29 million adults said their households didn't have enough to eat the prior week, um, and 15 million renters behind on rent during that same period. 22 percent of the population of our country is food insecure, um, but for single mothers with children, that number is more than 40 percent. I'm just not okay with that. How do they define? I mean, this is food insecure I means like that don't. you don't have confidence of where your next meal is coming from, or that you have enough to like have food on the table the next day. You. All right. Is that is yeah, that, no, that what I, I mean, because I like I don't even want to ask the question because it sounds so cold hearted. Like, it, <laughs> what does that mean, food insecure? So, but also like food banks are struggling, yeah. right? Like, can't keep up with the demand. Um, and we've seen a push for that. Like, at least in Minnesota, they've been talking about how. That shortage is like a real big deal. Um, and, you know, like if you have anything, you know, get it to the, you know, donate here um, because they're very much in need. Um, but also grocery prices are rising. Um, you know, you have the like gaps in the supply chain and people getting caught up from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of that pandemic, whatever. And so it's just a compounding problem. And people are really hurting. And you just, you can't sit on it, you know, like, it, it makes a really big difference when, you know, like I said, it, it didn't matter to me how quickly 
Right. They sent me a stimulus check. It didn't matter to me. Very fortunately, we were able to both stay employed, you know. Um, but there are families that literally like, I'm not going to keep my house, you know, like I'm not going to have a place to live or I cannot feed my kid tomorrow. I'm, I'm so how does that not okay with like, that? Like I'm trying to, I do try to wrap my head around sometimes like all these numbers cause they're, they get to be so, they're so big. And, so big and so complicated because mm-hmm. uh previously uh, now i don't have this number in front of me but before the pandemic what were this we this is at? why you should do homework i know what were we at like <laughs> four was it four percent unemployment rate yeah right around that right around that four, yeah I okay think so so we are at 10 uh-huh so that's six so six percent unemployed more people are unemployed than mm-hmm. previously the pandemic sure um which it doesn't I, I just sometimes have a hard time wrapping my head around like why why are there so many other um, and I'm just legitimately asking like risk ripple effects of like people filing behind on their mortgages or whatever it is when you're really only talking about six percent of the people who want to participate in the workforce we're not talking about six percent of the 300 million people we're only talking about six percent of the actual workforce so what is that six percent of 150 million oh my gosh i'll just do it i'll just i'm do not it. gonna do the math maybe it's i mean it's probably a lot i'm gonna look it up one five five right on the on the thing so that's nine million people so now that's nine million people is not to, like nothing to shake a stick at but are like, newly applying for a jobless benefit is yes. that what you're saying okay yes mm-hmm. um and so sometimes i just like I don't know. I just sort of, like, how do we, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, so that's the people we need to target, right? So you have mm-hmm. a $3.4 trillion deal with the Democratic-led House bill. Sure. Like, is there a way that we can more effectively focus on those, that 10 million people instead of, because, like, I don't need, would I run to the bank and cash that stimulus check? You bet your Sure. Butt. I'll find something to spend, I to spend it on. I don't, don't need it. Need it. So and right. I, but I'm also like so maybe I'm not so altruistic because I'm certainly not going to turn around and send it back. Maybe I should give it to <laughs> no. Now I just said it all out. I'm like maybe I should give it to a food bank or something like that. That yeah, seems like a really that good idea. Seems like a better idea. It does That's seem like true. a better. But like so here's here's what I think is frustrating to me, um, and I know that in the fine print of either bill there is money going to places that are not those small individuals. Right, don't need it. But. That is where the focus is on, like, the Democrats are saying, no, you didn't include anything for, like, the people who are losing their homes. You didn't include anything for states and local municipalities, which are funding our public schools. Right. Like, I mean, I I don't see that coming out of the Republican bills as much. And I think that's exactly where it needs to happen. So I went and looked, like, what makes a stimulus effective? Like, how do we do this right, right? Just- because... You know, I figured you'd be ready. Light it on fire. Um, (laughs) So the Tax Policy Center, whatever, um, I don't know anything about them. (laughs) Just like, let's put that out there. But um, so they said in in order to be effective, it has to be timely, temporary, and targeted. And I I thought that you would appreciate that. I like that. I am all for them. So they're probably some right-wing group, right? Crazy wingnut (laughs) people are like, we shouldn't Um, just... Dump it everywhere. But, okay, so our current system is so partisan. It makes it really hard for it to be timely. So, like you said, not only do they have to actually, like, finally come to an agreement, but then they have to also agree on how to implement it. Yeah. And it 
it just takes so much time. Yeah. Like to so to do it quickly and respond quickly, it's super hard. Um, but also for it to be targeted, I think that is where that's where I'm saying like it's super frustrating because it needs to be much more targeted. Like we shouldn't be propping up propping up those words, right? I know. I hate that term. Like, Big, big, big businesses that are not struggling um, or wealthy individuals that don't need like we should not be including billions, trillions of dollars for people that are not the people that are like currently being adversely affected. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, how do we how do we do that? I don't I I mean, let's just draft a bill. We we can just draft a bill. We can just do that. So this is the thing that I find very interesting as like it always causes me a little bit of confusion because on one hand, conservatives, we don't want the government meddling and being overly prescriptive, right? So one of the things that we really like are things like which generally Democrat or Democrats do not like are like block grants, like they hate block grants because they can't control how the money is spent. Like mm. so, like instead of saying you have to spend the money in a certain way for Medicare or like social policies or whatever, yeah. like um, Republicans historically it would be like we just need to say we're going to spend x number of dollars on it this is your money state you do whatever you're going to do with it Mm -hmm. Uh, which i think seems like a good that would be a good way to go about something like this right that like get the money to the people who need it and they Mm -hmm. can make decisions about it i don't know i just think that's like to me that seems simple to me but it sounds but, really simple. And I do I do think I don't want to just say that I think the government only needs to do something about um, you know, the unemployed people because everybody is incurring like costs associated. It's not to this. just people who have lost jobs. No. Yeah. And no. it's and it's even businesses that are doing well. So like mm-hmm. my business is doing pretty well, but yeah. even my business, it has cost us money yeah. through um, extra measures or lost time or right. whatever. Yep. Um, so it's costing people money and the states are the same way, but it, it's also kinda hard to uh, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't actually. I know it's easy to pick it apart and say like, "Oh, we should really be doing yeah. this," but I don't know. So, um, I'm gonna Uh-oh. maybe shoot myself in the foot a little bit. That'll be good. I- that'll, that'll be helpful for me. <laughs> this will help you out. So, um, one of these, you know, quote unquote experts <laughs> who knows more about this than this me. This is a safe space. See, this is how this works. <laughs> I'm gonna put this out there, and I might. It might not work. Yeah. All right. So this guy, um, he is a top dog at Bridgewater Associates. Associates. His name is George Jensen. Anyway, right. hedge fund company, like economy money guy, right? <laughs> it's not my area of interest money, in numbers, any way. Money, numbers, economy. I, yeah, nope. Yeah. Um, but he was recently interviewed and said that the economy needs a giant stimulus bump. And his estimate was between $1.3 and $1.7 trillion sure. to continue toward recovery. Okay. So, fine. That's closer to the dollar amount. Like, yeah, middle, kind of middle ground there. It, yeah, you know, on the lower side, mm-hmm. lower middle. Um, but he also said, which I thought was super interesting, he made the point of getting it directly to those people where it's going to go right back into the economy. Um, so, like, it's not helping you if somebody's just going to go save it. Mm, right. You know, like, it has to go right back to the economy. But also, I liked this quote, the money for states is going to prevent negatives the stimulus checks will be direct positives. Sure. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, that is interesting. That kind of made sense to me. Like, this is going to have an immediate positive effect, but also money for states will prevent further like negative. Negative effects. Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit of a mix, but 
the yeah. bulk of it needs to go directly back into somebody who's going to spend it. I just had a thought and then I lost it. Shoot. Dang it anyway. 1.3 giant stimulus bump. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Relief. Uh, um, yeah. Um, basically, you know, also um, several of these interviews that I read, like if we don't do anything quickly, it's going to be highly problematic. I'm like, how do you then do that in this election season of already total chaos and crap like anyway i yeah what it's well you can't prove a negative right so like you can't like so there's it's hard to argue against like oh well we should have done more we should i mean like they're projecting an extra 40 million households are um will be facing eviction by the end of the year 40 million households so so, so that's from the cdc i know but riddle me this how does that work so if you have 10 million people that are newly unemployed. So I think you also have to look at like the type of employment, right? Like maybe these are contract laborers. Maybe these are seasonal, what, you know, like, I don't know. I don't don't know either, but that's why different requirements by state. And that's why these numbers hurt my head because when people throw something out out like that, like, well, wait a minute, was it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like businesses and I don't want to make business say, People are businesses, but, you know, but businesses are people, too. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, you know, some businesses that failed during the pandemic were going to fail. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Yep. Which so like how many people now there are people who live on the edge and they don't have they don't really have control over that. But there are also people who live on the edge and they do have control. Like, you know, how many people. How many of these, it would just be interesting to me to know, like how many of these people are what we would consider middle class people who have now either lost part of an income or one of an income or whatever it is, and they were living so close to the edge. Sure. Yeah. Of their own making. Yeah. Now, I'm not living beyond their means or whatever. I don't want to, I'm not painting with a huge brush where like everybody is in this basket, but like. These are the types of slices of demographics, which those are horrible. Yeah. But if you have over, overextended yourself, like that's not the government's job to fix that for you. Sure. I think, though, what the the flip side of that is it negatively infect, infects. Infect. Oh, my gosh. I'm losing my mind today. It Herd mentality. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm so happy about um, that right now. Good. Okay, so and ne- yes, it, it has it negative has a negative impact on like I don't disagree everything else if those people don't have a safety net to fall into like I I know safety net it's a trigger word no I don't whatever, there's nothing wrong safety nets are fine like there's nothing wrong with a safety net it's sure. how we define what a safety net is and like what is it that we're trying to save ourselves from I think so if you I mean like if if you let's just Again, I'm not painting like if you lost your job because of the pandemic and like you're having hard times, I'm not trying to dig on you. But like if you have structured your life in such a way that you are either overextended or did some risky stuff or whatever and you lose your job or you have some income reduction. And so now you have you lose your house or you have to sell your house and downsize or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. No safety net required there. The safety net is like you are living on the street in my you know is that I think the safety net should catch you like before the street <laughs> like 
Like well, yeah, when you yeah. go from house to vehicle, maybe. Yes, it that's should, right. <laughs> like, let's, well, technically, let's the, have a vehicle, standard. the vehicle is on the street. So, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, do have you ever experienced in your own life, personally, or known people who like um, went through something and they had to totally rechange their life? They they didn't need the, like there wasn't unnecessarily like anyway. I just want to make sure that we're being reasonable about what we're trying to do when we're safety netting people. Safety netting sure. me into my house right now, like, that's not appropriate. I don't think the government – I shouldn't ask you to pay taxes to the government to keep me in my four-bedroom house with the sure. movie theater over the garage. I think like, I think a lot of these measures, though, need to be adjusted. Like, the measure that we have for the poverty line hasn't been adjusted in decades. Sure. And, st- like, it's the, the calculations on some of these things are yeah. so dated compared to the cost of living. Like, I do think that we need to look at that. Um, and I get, I get what you're saying. Like, if I just go out and blow all my money, like, at a casino right now <laughs> and I put my family out of my house, like, that's not what a safety net is for. No. Sure. However, if I can fall on something that says, like, we're not going to let you hit the cement. Right. We're going to, like, just give you a little pad right yeah. there um, because it's better for the economy overall if you don't tank. Yeah. I think I think yeah. there's... I think there's a little. I think I, I think I probably went too far into the weeds there, but like I, <laughs> I think what mostly what I'm getting at is that it is not the government's job to make sure that we are constantly in a state of growth, mm. but that if at all possible to cushion the fall and minimize, and I I didn't say eliminate, but minimize human suffering. Sure. How's that? Is that a good way to put it? Like. The government's job is not to make sure that the economy is like roaring all the time. <laughs> no, I mean because that, that be I great. It, but that seems to be where the default position is, and that goes for conservative Republicans. Yeah. I mean, that's everywhere. Right. Like, if we are not constantly growing all the time, <laughs> we're uh, in trouble. We're in trouble. Be- and usually, or also because look, other countries are now growing faster than uh, us, so yeah. we're in trouble. Yeah. Typically speaking, that's that. I mean, not typically. Like, you could, you could say that is like the essence of a Ponzi scheme, like. <laughs> If you don't have more <laughs> things coming in all the time, like if you're never going to go. And I think people forget that like contraction. Now, this is different. I will say that this is different. But contraction is a natural part of like the cycle of things, right? Like um, you don't constantly grow all the time. There's sure. always parts. And anyway, but this is different. So I, I am not saying that I am against having stimulus. I just I want to see if we can do it as 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 smartly as possible sure um i think i think what um is just like eating at me a little bit about all of this is how hard of a cycle it is to break like once you enter into that eviction cycle yes um and you know the poverty whatever like it is so hard to recover and get out of that yes that like if we can do something to prevent 40 million people you know, even half, if we can, if we can prevent half of that, like that's saving a crap ton. I mean, like anyway, in no, the long and there, run. Yes. There are lots of ongoing repercussions, especially with children and stuff like that, like uh, uh, education, all those kinds yeah. of things, which I'm not. Uh, and how I'm, are you going to go get a good job if you don't have a place to go home and shower? Not or, against you know, those sleep. things at all. My, my, I'm pretty sure it was my sister and I ha- have always said i think maybe it was 
her that coined the phrase, or maybe she stole it from someone. I'm not sure, hmm. but it is it is incredibly expensive to be poor. Yeah, like being being poor. Yes, is so expensive. Yes, and we read the book Evicted. Yes, yeah, um, and we would recommend that to anyone. Absolutely, um, five five stars. But anyway, just it talks about that though, like how freaking expensive it is to be poor, and then it just piles up like you are buried so deep there's no getting out of that and without some sort of intervention you're never gonna be able to get a leg up it's just there's no bootstraps here (laughs) come on there's no bootstraps so i like your i like your uh, hedge fund guy because i think he's right targeted um timely and and temporary and temporary because that and that is, the, and that speaks to your like it that, can't just we can't be propping it, can't it up be forever all the time. Can't always. And also, be a thing. I think interesting, like how do you know when? Okay, we've recovered now. We can stop. Like, what's going to be the point? Like, oh, we're oh, past yeah. this. You know, I, I don't. I don't know how to answer that question either because I know like in Minnesota now this isn't connected to stimulus, but like that's one thing that the Republicans keep hammering our governor on about, like the particularly about the his emergency powers is like what. And it's not an it's not an illegitimate question, which is the question they keep asking is what benchmarks are you going to set to stop yeah. doing some of this stuff? And I think that's a fair question. Sure. I also understand that if you're the person who is in the responsibility chair, you don't want to answer that question because then you're boxed in. I and get because that, like it's changing so rapidly. Well, right. Whatever. That's what I mean. Like yeah. boxed in, you're like, oh well, if you hit these three things, and then you find out oh, later. Oh, and then tomorrow you. So both are of them are sort of yeah. one is understandable. They're position. using it real stupidly though. Like, well, oh, we're gonna so, fire your guy. We're gonna bar. fire your whatever. They're being dumb anyway. So yes, are I we? Know, I agree. We're in agreement that some some type of stimulus should happen. I just think it has to be enough for it to actually make a difference. Totally. And get these people out of that cycle or prevent them from falling into it. Yeah. That was that was one of the things, whether you like it or you didn't like it, some of the things that happened with the um, like not just the actual fiscal stimulus, but the other things that we did during the Great Recession, like when the market crash was like it needs to be big enough. Mm-hmm. And and that. Part of the problem right now with how not getting anything done is the flipping stock market. So we'll come back to that. But sure. like when 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 they went in with their uh, stimulus bill, and I don't remember what the numbers were, but it was like pen, like tiny comparatively. It was yeah. like originally like $500 billion or something during the Great Recession um, at the beginning of the financial crisis. Uh, they didn't pass it. And like the next day, the market lost like <laughs> 20% of their stuff. And then like, the next day they passed the thing because well, it know. scared the dickens yeah. out of them. Yeah. Unfortunately, or for I mean, unfortunately for this situation, that pressure is not there because the market is and that's, the market is not the economy and the no. economy is not the market. But, but I think it that is, was some interesting conversation that I was reading too, is that people are like, you have to be able to separate like just because the stock market is kind of okay-ish. Like, well, it's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, it went down for a little while yeah, this yeah. last week or whatever. So, but like, but yeah. I mean, it's it's it doesn't look like it's you know tanking. No. Doesn't mean that the actual anyway. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the best things I'd ever read, or maybe it's not the best, maybe it's wrong about mm-hmm. the stock market and using it as a barometer, mm-hmm. is that the stock market is is by this definition is forward thinking and it's looking ahead about two years. Okay. And so wherever it's at is what it's predicting is going to happen in sure. the future. And so. A lot of that is tied up with like they people feel pr- actually pretty bullish 
about the long range, but we sure. just like have to get ourselves. We have to get ourselves to next spring, and you know, like like the people that are benefiting from the stock market doing well are not the people that are needing help. Right. Um, so one of the things that you said, like it has to be big enough. Um, well, I, I think we both said that, but you, you just, said it you and just I said, said OK. Um, but I think that this is where we have a really big problem is because the the majority of everyday Americans, maybe not the majority, a, a large number of everyday Americans and for sure the people that are making policy don't realize maybe like if you give me $150 a week in an extra jobless benefit, right. that's not covering it. You know, like, and for you to say like, oh, a one-time $1,200 payment, you're going to be fine. You can live on that for six months. No, no. You, you can't. And so like, I think because you, you're so separated, once you, once you get into that position, you know, over in Washington or state capitals, wherever, like you can become so separate from the people that are actually in these positions and affected by this. Like you have no idea then what big enough looks like. And so it's going to seem like, wow, $1,200, that's a huge check. You know, like that's a lot. But it doesn't go very far. I totally agree. Wow. I'm going to mark that on the calendar. But also, <laughs> however. Um, Can you say I totally agree and then also say but? I like, totally I feel agree, like, however. Or however. I, in a, like, but I feel in, like, in addition to okay. whatever, <laughs> that door swings both ways. Yeah, because I think uh, as as far as as legislatures can seem to be disconnected from like how like one hundred fifty dollars really you know helps people, I think also they don't they're not connected to the distortions that six hundred dollars a week makes to the market, like mm, you know sure. where where somebody who is ma- now I'm not against somebody making getting more money necessarily, but like. If all of a sudden you're now making 50% more than you were previously when you were working, I mean, that's legitimate. Sure. I know business owners that have struggled with this. Sure. Um, so can we find, so yeah. can we find, can we call it 300 bucks? Can we do it like, sure. Um, you know, anyway. Yeah. And I, and in some of the bills they were like one of the ones that I think the Republicans had put out was like $400 or something like that. And that was before the executive order thing. I don't even want to get into the stupid oh. executive order thing don't even want to go there and the tax deal whatever um yeah uh-huh i just yeah. yeah it has to it has to be big enough to actually be meaningful and you know what if we're gonna give you a 600 hundred dollar bonus in your unemployment benefit what happened was it went right back into the freaking economy like i i mean whatever <laughs> just i just want these people to not be starving and homeless like i just let's get People, you know, help them back up. Help them. Help them get up. You could go do that. You know. I know. I'm trying. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be too glib about that. But that, I mean, that's glib. Tra- traditionally that would be, a, you know, like, well, you could always go help people do that. And could have gave away your stimulus check and I think, all that kind of stuff. I think, unfortunately, um, the problem is too big for Joe Schmo to say, like, I'm going to go help. I think that it's 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 too big right now. Like Yeah. There comes a point where it like I mean I like the um there's a big church in Chicago that just paid off like 29 million dollars of medical debt. Medical debt. Yeah, that's um, cool. I mean and it's not the first church that's done that whatever, no. but like you don't see a lot of churches with that kind of cash to be able to like help people yeah. come out of dire straits, you know? So 
also they didn't pay the government off. they they paid off 29 million dollars worth of medical debts yeah yeah for yeah, like yeah. for like five that- million dollars <laughs> No, I mean seriously, that's how it works. They so could, like you, yeah, you work with no, the creditor. You, to like, with, they go to the creditors that own all these things, yeah, and they're yeah. like, "We'll give you five cash yes. right now, and you're gonna write the rest of this off." Yes. And they go, "Okay, because we want five. Because that's still way even better. if it's but just five, better. even if it's just yes. five, like the churches, not not many churches have that kind of money to to make this kind of impact. Like I think right. the government needs to be involved. No, like I said, I wish there was a way that we could just hit the pause button on everything for a year, <sighs> like. I, I, there's yeah. no way to I don't understand there's no way to actually do that yeah. but like we just hit the pause button where everybody can just eat and and make it to the next year and then go back to the theater and do your theater oh, things yes. and open up your stores and but we but we can't so we got to find yeah. out a, a middle way which is which is really messy and unfortunately yeah people aren't really we're not really navigating that together so mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. It's possible that there's going to be. I would I mean, not be. I would not be surprised that there wouldn't be some kind of compromise between now. Nancy Pelosi just said, "Like we're not leaving oh, until this is done." Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> like, what? I totally almost forgot to bring this up. Yeah. This is this. I'm going to file this in the incompetent section again. Um, and I do, on some level, feel for Mitch McConnell. I know that that sounds weird, but it, I feel for him mm. because I can't. I, Im- I can't imagine trying to work with the coach that apparently doesn't play for your team most of the time. So like I think it was like just today, you know, so the the Demo- or the Republican Congress came out with this skinny bill which PS failed. And it was cr- I mean, come on. Um so you didn't have enough Republicans to pass the whole thing. Yeah. Which is super interesting also if you dig right into it, like it was super interesting because there's some Republicans that are like this is not big enough mm-hmm. and there's some that are like we ain't doing nothing. So yeah. like and then the Democrats were like always <laughs> up you McConnell like mm-hmm. no they're like Pfft. so anyway so that one fails <laughs> and and they're trying to figure out and then you got these people coming in the middle and then and then Trump comes up and says like yeah I think you would like you should give him more like give him more money Mitch like you should negotiate with Nancy I'm like I'm not against the position but <laughs> dude <laughs> You guys should talk to each other. Like, right. dear Mr. Hey, Mr. President, what? Are you, hey, by the way, are you about to shoot your mouth off and cut my legs out from under me? Because negotiating with Nancy now, <laughs> now I have to spend $2 trillion. Because I think he said like 2 or 2.2, whatever it was. It was a yeah. middle ground number, yeah. which, yay. <laughs> but can yep. you? Oh, that, mm-hmm. this is, oh he'll so, change his mind tomorrow. I like, know, he'll but that's the incompetent yes. part of yes. it is that like you should have called Mitch and said, here's the deal, Mitch. We need to get something done. Yeah. So let's work out Just what we're willing to give do them it. and we'll talk about it together and then we'll together, you know, bring it to Nancy and then we can be, we can get it done. We can get some votes. It'll look good or whatever mm-hmm. it is. No, he just shoots his mouth off and like everybody's heads are spinning. Yep. Which is why they always say like, oh no, I didn't see that tweet yet. I haven't oh, read that. Right. I haven't read that tweet. <laughs> I didn't see that book. I haven't read that book. Which, okay. Sorry. Except, well, you got me down a road now. Yeah. You. <laughs> me sidebar you with the bod that. the bob woodward book <gasps> i i really appreciate it and i should have put my what the heck is this yes. it's like when it first when the revelations first came out and because they're like putting snippets out and yeah 
and all of the Republicans, when they're like uh, asking, people are asking questions. Well, what do you think about in Bob Woodward's book? It says X, Y, Z. And they're like, oh, I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it yet. And I'm like, yeah, you haven't read it yet. Bull. It hasn't been printed. Yeah. Nobody's read it. <laughs> However, it has you been on the exactly news for 24 hours. Yeah. Like, oh, I haven't I haven't read that back. You really? Know. Really? Because it hasn't come out. You yeah. Ding. Dingbats? Ding dongs. Ding I don't dongs? I don't watch the news. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway. Oof. All right. I think I gotta be done. Let's be done. My head's gonna What's something nice? Yeah. Have, I have a nice thing. Do you have a nice I thing? I do. Um oh, I, had to, I had to yeah. dig, so I'm gonna let you go last because mine's just um Okay. John dig Stewart. It. John Stewart, who I just really like well, him. Everybody well not everybody. Most I, people like him. And I very much miss um I love Trevor Noah and I love I love Trevor Noah and the Daily Show, but I also miss John Stewart's commentary on mm-hmm. things. So like Maybe if you could find an outlet and give me some of that. But anyway, sure. can you just do that for me, John? Um, but he has done so much work for fighting for bills um, for veterans, especially in, in lines of health benefits. And currently, um, he has been fighting for um, veterans who were exposed to burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, and so, like, that's not good. all I mean, kinds of toxic crap being burned, and they lived there, you know, worked there, whatever, right next to these places. Um, and so there are obviously health issues, um, yeah. and so he's fighting for um, benefits for them. And I just, like, I mean, he's out on a farm rescuing animals, animals and he's fighting and for veterans' rights, and, like, he's just a stand-up guy. I just like him, and he really makes me laugh. Oh. So that's my, like, John Stewart, you're just nice. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. That is nice. Yeah. Burn pits, not so nice. No, no, no. That pit's no. not nice. But I haven't heard a lot about that since. Like it was no. kind of a big thing for a while. Yeah, I haven't heard about it in a long time. Right. Years. Mm-hmm. That's so, a not nice thing. Well, John Stewart's on it. Stewart. Way to go. Great. How about you? What do you got? Mine is personal. I love it. Um, today I got a Facebook notification in our uh, family. We have like a a fam like a extended family Facebook page kind of thing Cute. or whatever. People can post stuff in there. Uh huh. And my grandma Uni, her Eunice Minerva. Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. She's 94 years old, and she was in the Senior Perspective newspaper. She wow. had a little bio in there, and it's adorable and wonderful, which, Cute. if you didn't know, the Senior Perspective is like a like a senior's newspaper. It's printed and circulated like all over Minnesota and stuff like that. Like, huh. I know it's really, no idea. It's really cute, but that is cute. Anyway, she's it's got a whole little biography there and a cute picture, and I just made like I was like, that's awesome. This lady's still kicking ass at ninety four. Ninety four. At ninety four. Wow. She's, uh, yeah, she's a she's a wonderful, she's a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Is this the grandma that wanted you to be a pastor? Oh crap! Yes. <laughs> Never mind. Never. Yes, that would no, be. That would be no. the one. Yeah, no. The she's the one that like I use to try to give myself a reference, right? So sometimes like when we're thinking about how what's happening with the world or whatever it is. Yeah. When 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 my grandma was a child, she lived in Wisconsin on a dairy farm. Okay. And they had an outhouse. Yeah. Okay. They mm-hmm. had an outhouse. Yep. They took a bath once a week. And I mean, like, this is yep. like Laurel Ingalls Wilder kind yeah. of stuff. She <laughs> yeah. tells this adorable story about how, um, I don't know if it was in the spring or summer. When do you get peaches? Peaches, like, have a season. I think summer. So they would get peaches and they'd come in crates. And the peaches were individually wrapped in, like, a, like a tissue paper, like just a piece of tissue paper. Mm-hmm. And they would collect them. And they were like gold. The papers? Yes, for toilet paper. 
because otherwise you just used like newspaper or magazines yep. that are like uh, Sears Roebuck wow. catalog or whatever it was. And so like these were like soft. She it's awesome <laughs> when she tells a story because she's like these are like just wonderful soft golden <laughs> tissues. So you like sort of wow. stock them and hold on to them as long as possible and stuff like that. And so like that's where she is, and she's yep. still alive today in our time. Yep. You know like. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened yeah. in 94 years. Yep. I know that there is a lot more to that needs to happen. Yeah. and we're, sure. But like it really puts it in perspective. Like people who are alive today, like yeah, still alive today. It's just it's crazy. So mm-hmm. we've we've come a we've come, come a long, long way, way people. But mm-hmm. anyway, so that's oh, nice. I love it. That I is know. nice. Mm-hmm. She's the best. Oh, sounds like it. Does she make cookies? No. <laughs> but, but her favorite <laughs> snack is Cheetos. Nice. Yes, and it's still also adorable. She keeps a bag of Cheetos all the time, uh, and she puts them in a. But she serves them in a little dish and then puts them away. And so she eats them on a little dish, and then she's like, "It makes it feel like I'm not eating that many." But she just refills the bowl as many times as she wants because <laughs> she's 90 years old, and 94, 94 years old. She's like, "Freaking, I'm gonna that. eat the Cheetos, eat as many man." Cheetos as you want. The Cheetos and Twins games. That's awesome. Uni. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. 